When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, let's go. Let's get this thing going. Optimism. Optimism. I'm feeling so good. Feeling so good. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast. No air horns for me today? You don't That's a Nuggets little... thing. <laughs> I mean, plus I was waiting for you to... <laughs> I just want the energy. I just want the excitement. This Whoa, is the I'm last playing... podcast you'll record this week. Oh, thank goodness. Let's go. <laughs> There's the energy. There's the excitement I was looking for. And honestly, I'm excited with this about this one because, guys, I've been feeling so optimistic lately about the Broncos. Oh. Is it rational? Whoa. I'm not sure. I'm here to ask you fellas that to help me analyze whether or not I'm being irrational or not. I got D-line code. Well, that's what I specialize in. Irrationality. I live in there. I I was molded by it. Uh, I'm ready to answer. Yes, you're being irrational. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, though, I my vibe's way higher than yours about the Broncos. We'll get into it in a little bit. Somebody whose vibes are always up, or at least oh, have dude. been up since Coach Prime blessed <laughs> us Jake with this presence. Jake has never taken an L at this company. It's Jake Schwanitz. <laughs> it's true, actually. He just showed up. Great point. Coach Prime showed up and it's wow. like a golden cloud the whole time. Yeah, I'm very thankful. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. Are you just generally right now? I mean, is it the sun? You know, like it's been sunny out. You know, it's been good. I just feel like this is the time of year where you do kind of feel your most optimistic about everything about life in general am i like am i wrong on this no, or you're right. am i just back from vacation no you're right it's the summer vibes it's the pre-football season vibes before we actually see what's out yeah. in front of us well yeah. we're going to test that because we're going to start by talking broncos today we're going to move into talking buffs who are now moving to the uh back to the big 12 we're coming home baby although yes, sir. things are a little the furniture's been rearranged a little you know there's paint job not exactly you can never go home again adam that's so true you can, <laughs> never, you can never step in the same uh creek river twice. yeah this is gonna be a very deep podcast and wow <laughs> it's, it's, it's already philosophical, it's already philosophical. but our optimism is going to be tested because then we're going to talk about rockies we're going to talk about nuggets and we're going to talk about abs <laughs> there really are of the five and rams we'll do rams as well we got a rammy here yeah. of all Glad these teams be. man um there's so much optimism around all of them, but one. And there's one that might have the least optimism it's ever. A black and purple hole. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that uh, for a little bit later. But I want to start with the Broncos because I'm going to walk you guys through. I'm a dumb Broncos fan. By <laughs> choice. <laughs> by choice. You're a dumb fan. Dumb fan. Now, I think I'm a smart Nuggets fan. You know, you get into all the, the, the weeds you? on this stuff. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> what I think. So I get into it. But with the Broncos, I've made the decision to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm an in-season Broncos fanatic. And an out season, whatever. But this is season. We're in the season yep, now. Yes. And we got the new Switch helmet, on. which I think is just gorgeous. I love it. It's like the same but different. So I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> and last seven years have been such a downer. And they've been such a downer that they've killed my like excitement. I haven't even been able to get excited to get Russell Wilson last year. I maintain, and I've told you this, Eric, when Nathaniel Hackett came in, I just looked at him and knew he sucked. Yeah. Like the eye test on Nathaniel Hackett was so loud. Any Nathaniel Hackett slander that you want to put out into the world, as it turns out, very welcome. You have a national platform. It'll be put in print if you want it to be. <laughs> USA Today will run it as a front page story. It's open season of Nathaniel Hackett. Man. And I'm going to take a shot here. Broncos media to me is like Lakers media and that there is a machine to like optimism for Broncos that there's just like, hey, you want to go? We have in our careers been very optimistic about the Denver Nuggets. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I'm just naturally optimistic about that or if I watched Nikola Jokic play and was like, this guy's awesome. Why do people think he's not? But Broncos 
But me, it really jumps aboard. And here's where I'm going with this. Nathaniel Hackett came in and was kind of goofy looking. He didn't really, really win me over in the pressers. And then it came out that he loves brink dancing. And <laughs> instead of everyone having the reaction I had, which was no way is this guy going to work out. Everybody said, how cool is that? Oh, and I thought not cool at all. So I'm going to start there and just say my, I was down at zero ground floor in optimism until Sean Payton this week. Broke the code. Yeah. And he came out and trashed a fellow coach, which almost no coach in any sport ever does. But in doing so, it made me go, you know what? Maybe I can be optimistic because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. If you think that the guy that I thought sucked, sucked, then you know what? I have hope again. Jake, am I crazy in thinking this? Or do you, a not dumb football fan, kind of feel the same way? No, man. This is real. The Broncos are they're on their way. Um, because we'll of the reason I said, though? Yeah, I mean, he's a real coach. Like, <laughs> right. he's kind of, he mentioned today when he was kind of clarifying his comments, you know, he may have had his uh, Fox broadcasting hat on still a bit too long with that comment, but <laughs> the organization needed a reality check. Yes. And hiring Sean Payton was that, and it's kind of been getting, you know, further down the line as he's gotten deeper into the program and just figured out all the ins and outs and all the people he's working with. It's a wake-up call. Wake up. It's time to win. Eric, was it just a wake-up call? Because I do think that's a p big part of it, a wake-up call. Uh, it was For me, it was not a wake-up call. It was an acknowledgement of what we were saying. <laughs> like It was, it, it, it was so beautiful to see that other people felt the way. Outside of just, obviously, the fans are always emotional. To hear that coming from inside the organization, the, the vitriol and just the absolute, yes. uh, the fact that they thought it was absolutely as unacceptable as we all did, right. because it was embarrassing. Right. It was embarrassing to watch. I was trying to treat, teach Christina about football using the 2002 <laughs> or the 2022 Denver Broncos. That's I'm a like, tough one. I'm like, isn't this a great sport? And then I'm like, is this a great sport? Um I loved it, and it. What were some of the dumb penalties from Week One that they got? Do you remember what it was? The, what was it? Delay the, of games. Delay of games that were like. Bro, are you kidding me? The oh worst thing coming I, out of a timeout. Delay. Of, you're, hold on a second. Hold the on. worst thing I've ever seen on a football field was they were just over midfield. You remember this? And they were just letting the clock yes. run down. Peyton yes. Manning on the Manning cast, like, don't, oh, right, right. And they're like, That's, don't, and then like they finally get up. And then they call timeout after 30 seconds have uh, run off. And then they kick, kick a, a field goal. A, an absurdly <laughs> long field goal that, of course, was woefully short. It was oh, the single God, worst yeah, uh, sequence really in football history. I loved hearing Nathaniel Hackett get absolutely trashed. It was exactly what I needed to just say, we're moving past this in such a definitive way. Like, to this, to the point that you're making, like, up until that, where I was just being fed pieces of, like, empty hype. Like the helmet, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can't get excited. About, I'm sorry. Right. You guys have looked so bad. It doesn't matter what color you put on your head. It's not going to make you look good. What we're getting at here, because we haven't gotten anything about the football, and I don't even know how much we will. We have the DMVR Bronco show, which does a great job of breaking down we the minutiae of it. We could probably do better. But what I'm saying is th this is about a proud organization and yes. a first-class organization that has not been that for seven years. Is it seven or eight? It was 2015, it's so I don't know how you do the math on that, but has not been a first-class organization. And last year was the ultimate, we're a clown show. We are a bad organization. You have players like Jerry Judy who come, you know, th that come from college programs and something like, they're used to first class and they get right. here and they're like, what am I doing? Am I in hell? I, you're, this, this organization is ruining my career, which is not something people said about the Broncos and now no. they all feel that way. So to me, it was very meaningful, uh, very, very meaningful uh, that Sean Payton came in and said, this was a clown show and it's not going to happen anymore. And to me, that's why it's so big. The second part, and I do feel like the Lakers organization is there. The Broncos and the Lakers are very similar to me in a lot of ways. It's Unfortunately, tough, but it's true. This is, it's tough, but true. I'm just tough. saying, because when you win and win, and this is a credit to the Broncos, but right. when you win and win and win, you start to think you're just special. You know, like it's not that you had to work to get here. You're just special. And I look at the Lakers. They still think they're special and they don't understand why they don't win or why things fall apart from. To me, this was a very good grounding, a reality check. Yeah. of Guys, we're not special. We just were special for a while and we have to work to be that again. Yeah. One of the worst parts of this whole thing was losing my favorite stat the Broncos used to have, which was more Super Bowl appearances than losing seasons. Right. Ah. Complete, like 
That was so dope. Yeah. I don't even know how many teams could say it if they were the only right. one or not. But and they're barely hanging on to the uh, every game sold out since 1965 right. or whatever. It's terrible. Down um, so bad. You mentioned the Seattle game. I was at the game the week after the Houston game when they were counting down the play clock. Play <sighs> clock, and they won the game. And I just remember walking out of the stadium not feeling happy or glad or just just that winning feeling. You know what I mean? It was just empty. All right. So now I look at it and I go, there were also lots of injuries, you know, that happened. Like there was some bad luck that happened to, to the Broncos in the last year. Their roster, though, I don't know how meaningfully different it's going to be from last year. And yet here I am where I would say on a scale <laughs> of one to ten, where is my optimism? I'm going to go ahead and say eight. Let's go. I think on a scale of one to ten, I'm an eight because I think the Broncos actually have some players I'm super excited about yeah. and have been for several years. But it's been this couched excitement because I'm like, they're great, but it's not going to, I mean, it's, we're going to wreck it. Now I'm like, you know what? I do want to see some of these guys and see what they have and see how they can perform under a real system now and see what heights they can get to. Where would you say you're at on a scale of one to 10? <sighs> I've been hurt. <laughs> I have been, I took the call from my ex, the Broncos. Yeah. We're talking. Okay. An invite has she been, saying the right things. An invite like, has been given. Really, I'm thinking about going to lunch. I'll start yeah, with lunch yeah. and see where it goes. Okay, I have I've loved the Broncos. The Broncos are the first love that I had in this state and of my life for the first how old am I? Uh, 75 years <laughs> of my life. I loved the Broncos more than anything, and. The state that they have found them, that I have found them in over the last several years has just been, it, it's like you, like, I can't believe that I don't care about the Broncos right but now. But here's the, here's the thing though, Eric, on the Nugget show, which you were a part, you are the rational fan. Not that you have bad takes, but that you give your heart to them very freely over and over and over again. And I actually think sports are better that way. I do think there's a level of like, what are we doing if we're just being pragmatic? Baseball became too pragmatic oh, to where it's like not exciting anymore. Right. I feel like, why are you being disguarded? I'm not being guarded. It's just that like, so the reason that I gave my heart to the Nuggets is because I believed. Okay. It was not a blind belief in that I wasn't just looking at the beautiful white helmets and being like, that's my squad. <laughs> is I this really like, the best thing they have going for them is the helmets? Yes, I thought it was. For, and, and for the Nuggets, I was like, there's Nikola Jokic. Um, now I'm like, Russell Wilson's the corniest guy on planet Earth. Mm. I already had to swallow so much of my pride to follow him, into to ride with him when he told me to let's do it. I was yeah. like, all right, fine, we'll ride. And then he <laughs> that was us, the other thing. And he, he was took doing us on that, the goddamn cliff. And everybody was acting like it was cool. It's like break dancing and let's ride. And everyone's like, are you guys ready? I'm like, no, that's I don't want to be in this. That's what I'm saying. He put me. <laughs> He's in, not doing it anymore though. He put me. No, in let's such, go Broncos now. Now let's go Broncos, which is fine. But I'm saying like, <sighs> so am I back all the way? I mean, like, there's a really, like, the corniest photos of Russell Wilson will surface all the time. And I'm like, I can't believe this is my guy. But you know what? Last year was Russell Wilson's Broncos. This year, I kind of feel like it's Sean Payton's Broncos. Absolutely it is. Well, see what happens when uh, the the game actually starts getting played and Russell Wilson is the one doing it. I'm just saying, I'm... I'm back. Yeah. I'm back. I'm not moving back in. All right. Where are you at then? One to ten? Or is that like a I'm four? A, I, I will say that I'm in a six. I like okay. I was I was sub okay. and then I was at neutral. <laughs> and then Sean Payton went off and I was like, okay. That can, was yeah. Okay. I we can, can work with, with that. I can get with this. Yep. Jake. I'm ten, man. Really? Oh. <laughs> this is what I about Jake, man, because this is Let his me, energy on bump. Because he's never taken an L. Yeah, he's never <laughs> taken an L. Look, man. <laughs> Look, man. I love the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Since I was four years old. Yeah. And just what you said. Every year, I can't help but get excited. And you mentioned it. There's a lot of players still on this roster from the last year, and yeah. I've had a bunch of draft crushes get drafted to this football team. Okay. Javante, yeah. Jerry, Judy. Um, who am I missing? Marvin Mims from this year. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch those guys. Sean Payton is one of the best play callers and play designers in NFL history. Yeah. Not not in the league now. History of the game, and he just gets it. He understands, you know, two minute offenses. He right. understands how to work the clock. When when to call your timeouts. Um, just all the game management stuff we didn't see last year. We're getting that, and I understand you guys have been. We've all been hurt. Yeah, we've been hurt. It, it sucks. 
The Broncos are coming back. But here's the thing. Where have we been hurt, Eric, in two ways? One, it was a clown show. Undisciplined, unbelievable. Sean Payton, the opposite of that so far. By all accounts, almost an a-hole because of how much he is like, you know, like, no, we're doing things this old school way. But then number two, and then it's offense. I would be so much more forgiving of the Broncos if they sucked, but they scored touchdowns and did things that were exciting. They have been the most boring football boring. team you could put together oh. since the Super Bowl. And even that Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, that, it was very that's, boring that's as well. Boring also, yeah. <laughs> they have not had more than maybe five exciting football games in the last like half decade plus. Dude. And I just look at it and I go, why am I optimistic? I think they're going to be good. But I think they're going to be fun. And I think there's at least something I can now finally grab onto that is like, okay, football is great because you can do story after story. You kind of build sports in general. You build off it. To me, this feels like year one. It feels like year one of whatever it's about to be. Yes, I agree with that. This feels like we're moving in the right direction. It is when Brian Shaw was fired and we bring in new regime and new thought. Like To me, though, it's like 10 means you like. I think it's more like when George Carl was brought in. Like there was already a building going on, okay. and then George Carl was the like serious coach that was like, yeah, was, like we had Buzz Delic. It was good. Come on. Yeah, I, I just like, are they a playoff team? Like, I have a hard, I have a hard time imagining the leap is going to be that great. But we'll see. But it's Foot, also football, man. Foot, I was just going to say, football is one is the one sport this where you really see sport. last to first every single year. Yep. It's entirely possible, but generally that coincides with some sort of personnel changes, which yeah. we didn't really have. Let's run through it real quick, Jake. Mm-hmm. Let's list all the players that are exciting about the, the Broncos right now. You can give me the list of yours. Number one most exciting Bronco. Jerry Judy. You think he's the most exciting? Full okay, stop. I guess because yeah. like, receivers in general are. Okay. Dude, he was a freak. Coming out of Alabama, this guy just moved differently. Still moves differently than I've seen most receivers ever coming out of the draft. And he just didn't have a quarterback. He didn't right. have an offense. Now you give him one of the best play designers. Hopefully Russ can get him the ball. Even then, Jared Stidham's there. Jared Stidham balled out at times last season. Whoa. So hold on. So you're saying last year he didn't have a quarterback. This year he has a quarterback. <laughs> Jared <Whoa>. Stidham? <laughs> hey, today they were talking about on the Bronco oh, show that he was actually doing better than Russ. Bro, if Jared Stidham overtakes Russ This would be Wilson, the greatest story ever. Either way, let's keep going, though. All right. Um, Judy. Judy, of course. You don't and have then, to just go off and you go anywhere here. Uh, well, Javante Williams. Yeah. I mean, I love that guy. Um, we'll see if he's how if healthy he's back, back. he actually yeah, is. Man, yeah, uh, man. PS2, best in the course. game. To me, I thought he would be number one. I mean, he, maybe because defense isn't quite as exciting. Well, he's like, so good. They don't throw him yeah, the ball. You don't get many highlights. highlights yeah. Exactly. Like he's get that. He gets that kind of treatment. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to watch these edge rushers. Uh, yeah. Baron Browning. They brought in Zach Allen from yeah. uh, Arizona. And then Justin Simmons, that's my guy, man. Yeah. Greg Dulcich at tight end, very explosive tight end. Here's my thing. The defense is good. So is the defense going to continue to be good? I think so. I don't know. I think so. And then the offense was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Is it going to be like meaningfully better? I just think it is. So I'm in. My optimism is high. You're not as high as yours. I thought my I'm ready, optimism man. was through the roof. I'm at eight. You're yeah, at ten. I know it's six, I'm six over there. Six, You're I, six. Can't, I can't believe that. I'm telling you, I get I didn't, it. I it wasn't it, an accident. I, I got excited about the Nuggets. I saw it, and so I got excited. You know I made what? my life all about it. Your problem is that you weren't as down as I was for the last four years. I have not believed in the Broncos, so I haven't been hurt by them. I've been like, yeah, of course this thing sucks. What's the guy break dances, man? What are we doing here? Now I'm like, you know what? We have a grown-up at yes. the helm. We do have some pieces here. I don't know how high it goes, but you Six. know what? I think there's going to be a game where they score like 35 oh, points, yes. which is like the most exciting thing that will have happened Let's in a go. decade. Let's take a break. On the other side, we got to talk about another team that has a lot of optimism right now, and it's also starting up. That is the CU Buffs. Yes, sir. Shout out to our friends over at Factor. Guys, meal kits are great, but the worst part about them is when you have to cook still. Oh, oh my God. Terrible. What are we doing? We're Factor cuts it all out, though. Uh, they're all prepackaged and ready to go. Just pop them in. Uh, they're delicious, by the way. Everyone was asking me what I was eating yesterday when I brought in my little beef bowl or whatever. Uh, awesome stuff. Dude, I got a I got a box last night. This is what happened to me. Is that I didn't realize we were getting these. I went home after work. I was feeling despondent, mm. a, little, a little lost. The, yeah. the way I, yeah. same way I'm at the end of every the day. alien conversation. <laughs> really yeah, got I'm to like, you, what am I stuff. doing? What is this? Uh-huh. And then I was like, Am I going to order pizza? Am I going to make a terrible decision? Yeah. Factor right uh-huh. there, dude. I had uh, grilled pork chop. With cauliflower you rice. You love a pork chop. I've, you bring up pork chops all the time. <laughs> and like a creamy sauce and then garlic uh, green beans. Two minutes in the in the microwave. My goodness. I was like, 
can Factor do my laundry? Like Man, this well, is incredible. How do I get a hold of this, Jake? You go on over to factormeals.com slash so DMVR50 and uh use the code DMVR50 when you're there. You'll get 50% off. Hell yeah. Again, that is DMVR DNVR. 50 at factormeals.com slash dmvr50 to get 50% off. Awesome, man. Love it. And then shout out to Game Time. Shout out, baby. Shout out. (laughs) You got this, buddy. The best tickets um, at the best prices. Uh Uh, Best is last minute. Yeah. That's where Game Time uh, succeeds. Uh, We need a game of the week, guys. All right. So, game of the week. I'm going to, there's no game of the week. The games of the week are the Rapids and the Rockies. And those are disqualified because I barely count those as games. Yeah. I'm going to go under shows. Okay. okay. I want to hear where you're going. Are you going with Luke Bryan? Are you going with Drake and 21 I This is not happening till the 12th of August, but you can buy it this week. Please don't destroy the comedy troupe from Saturday Night Live that does all the digital shorts oh, is okay. appearing at the Paramount Theater. There you those go. three guys, dude. I think what kind of be, price is that? Fifty-three dollars. Right Beautiful, so cheap, man. All in, fifty-five bucks. All right. Game time's game got you week. covered. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code DMVR. You'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code DMVR. You'll get twenty percent off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also, just good. I'm going on there now. I'm seeing all these concerts. I didn't even know were coming. I got to make this more part of my routine. I know, truly. Uh, if, and if truck fans playing tonight, at Red Rock. I was looking to yeah, <laughs> Red Rock shows are the ones. Red Rock to, shows, to man. That's a, great, that's a great one. Um, CU Buffs. Now we'll yes, get into some more optimism. The they just move out of the Pac-12, in back into a new version of the of the Big Twelve. Yeah, but, is, they, but they're they're sticking around this year. This year, of course, they still have their schedule. But I'm saying that's ultimately happening. But you got Coach Prime, so I want to do this. Coach Prime, excitement through the roof, all these five stars coming in, all these great players. And then the ranking comes out, says they're going to be 11th in the Pac-12. And the Pac-12 is a sinking ship. So, Jake, what are we supposed to be right now? I try to – you're always excited about the buffs. Yeah. But, then I see that they're, but then I see that they're ranked 11th. That would be that would be Jake's first L, as if, the if Bucks, they're eleventh. We're eleventh in the Pac-12. <laughs> One thing I've learned covering this team is it takes you need to put effort in to understand exactly what's going on. You can't just look at Coach Prime and go, "Oh, this is the same team from last year," because it's absolutely not. Mm. Completely remade the roster. You got to learn these players. Uh, some of them were starters at lower levels. Some of them were backups at uh, the SEC and uh, ACC. But under this one roof with one vision. And just, they're so disrespected from everyone. And seeing that 11th in the preseason poll, people just didn't understand, first off. And it's just blatant disrespect. There's no way that team is that bad. Why do you say that, though? Shador Sanders. Colorado is going to have the best quarterback they've had in 25-plus years. probably Maybe even more, going back to when they were running the option offense with Darian Hagan. Mm. Like, this guy was a four-star recruit, was recruited by Alabama. We had Charles Kelly on at Media Day. He said they offered him, and he got, he's got he got all the tools, all the traits to be a great quarterback. He's got weapons. They've got one of the brightest uh, young offensive minds, at offensive coordinator. They pulled a head coach to be their offensive coordinator. Mm. Um, they've got coaching at every position, just guys who have sent players to the league. Uh, it takes – you got you got to find this stuff out. Yeah. This isn't stuff that's just thrown out – and, you know, Coach Prime is who he is. People just hate him for who he is. And but you so, think that's what's going on here with this ranking? Who's voting on it, by see, the way? I was just gonna Media. Say, I was just going to say, like, this <laughs> ranking to me says that they had to get out of the Pac-12. It shows you exactly the respect level that Colorado garners in the Pac-12 and why it didn't make sense philosophically and like just sort of from a top-down level that Colorado would ever try to associate themselves with these co- these coastal elite nonsense mm, squads. I love this. It's, it's this completely my true. I'm telling you because like CU, this is, C, so I'm a Fort Collins guy. I, you know, yeah. all, so I sort of look at Boulder as like, and Boulder looks at Boulder as its own entity in, the, in Colorado, but it's like Boulder has a desire to be treated like San Francisco and, Los Angeles, the nicer parts of Los Angeles. They want to they want to be part of that like California world, mostly because half of the people there are from California, but they're not. They're and it's it's it, not in a way it's like they don't belong. It's like there are different places for different reasons. It's like Colorado has its own thing going. Like trying to suck up to and like get into the party with these like California squads was like right. always so Felt gross to me. I just there. didn't like it because 
the funny thing is, is that now CSU apparently is like <laughs> potentially, but the, but the, the thing for CSU is like CSU has to take any power. That five, I was going to say that it, that's like, yeah, they have to take any invite they can get. But it's like, like you don't belong here, but just, but yes, but, right. you're like you fit in. Yeah. but you have to establish yourself as in the game. Right. But CU was in the game. CU has a national asterisk title. Like <laughs> they are an actual squad that it was bizarre to me that they were just trying to aspire to get to this level that places like, San Francisco, they like don't, they'll never, they're like always given this like little kid treatment, which yeah. sucks. Like Boulder deserves better than that. Yep. And so I'm so happy they're moving back forward. And I think it is absurd, the ranking. I think it's absurd that people have, that the line has said it three wins. Like I don't, I, I truly don't understand. Like people look at, uh, I they look at the motion, a, te- a movement a team can make year to year. We're looking at the Broncos. They re- literally just got a coach. All the same players that resulted in what four wins, five yeah. wins last year, and we're thinking that they could potentially maybe make the playoffs. See, you replaced everybody with all new players. Like, what are you talking about? How could you possibly know how good or bad that team's going to be? Yep. Yeah. Jake, is there though too much upheaval? <laughs> I mean, that, maybe that's the the thing. Because here's what I, from an outsider who's not a college football guy, but I'm mm-hmm. watching Coach Prime arrive here. Right. Players all are gone because he largely forced them out or scared them out, what yeah. have you. All new players <laughs> in, all new coaching staff in, all new way of do operating, right? Through his own type of media and this or that. Everything new and and needed it. Like they yeah. were, they desperately needed everything he's brought. But then you go, new conference even? Like the wake he leaves behind is enormous. Yeah. And I think it's all good because I mean, what did they really have? But is it can there be such a thing as too much change? That's the biggest question is how does it all gel together this year? And uh, this happened yesterday. They uploaded a new, a new well-off video that um, was out there. Chauncey Billups, mm. Mr. Big Shot. Yeah, um, former buff. Former buff was at practice. I don't know when this was. It was posted yesterday, though. And he mentioned that just this is how you become a great team. The great teams in any sports, not just football, basketball, whatever, are just connected. Yep. Everyone is on the same page. There's a common goal, a common mindset. Um, accountability is something that is reinforced. And that's what Chauncey said to the team. That's what Coach Prime is all about. So it's going to be on the fast track for sure. We'll see how quickly it comes together. But, I mean, if they struggle in the, early in the season, it's not like I, out of balance to see them winning, ripping off wins from so, week seven on. Yeah, just, I mean, just to parallel my own. So Colorado State brought in a new coach last yeah. year and, like, went through a whole thing and it was blue a collar guy put on the and it just shirt. went so badly but it went so badly because he had still leftovers from the previous regime he had all of their offensive line uh players and it was just atrocious like they weren't his guys the difference between that and this is that the he Dion cleaned house right? yes there's nobody left like there's no and there's no frame of reference other than the last time that he and Shador were operating together they were in the championship of their the division they were in yep so right. like what are we what are we talking about yep. right um all right scale of one to ten how optimistic actually last thing i'll say is i look at this 11th ranking three wins i look at it as a blessing in disguise yeah it's because true. the hype for cu is through the roof and i do feel like this is a nice cold water where it's almost always better to have the chip on your shoulder than mm-hmm. to be the one that people just say well it'll probably work so we'll give you this so i kind of think it's a blessing in disguise but scale of one to ten Right, he's what, 10 on the Broncos. I'm, yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're right. Actually, scale of one to a trillion, just so I can give you space, you know, over there. No, one to ten. Okay, and it doesn't have to be just for this year. I'm just saying, general buffs optimism. Where are you at? Uh, <laughs> a pack twelve. Uh, he's at a big. I was 12. gonna say, yeah. Can I use a big twelve? <laughs> he's at a big twelve. Okay. I mean, you're just knows, certain. Who knows how many games they win? This team will 100 percent be better. They will Dude. be watchable. They well, will score touchdowns. It'll be interesting even if they're terrible. Bro, exactly. when I die soon, hopefully, <laughs> I'm going to make the request to come back as 2023 Jake Schwanitz. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, it's got everything. No one can tell him anything because yeah. nothing's been disproven. It's yeah. amazing. I love it. <laughs> A big 12. Okay. Dude, I'm uh, with the CU buffs. I think... What I mean, like confidence meaning no, optimism. It's just optimism. optimism. Like, and it's not. It's just general optimism. Like the Broncos, feel, we're on a good ride. We're on a good ride, man. I think that they will have a good football team. I don't know what that means. Like, I, the 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 Pac-12 itself is really strange. Like, I don't quite know who's good or bad anymore because there's so much movement and there's so much uncertainty. But that's but just I think, this year. I mean, well, but that's what this is. We're talking no, about. No, I'm saying just it's a general. Well, like, you it, know, okay. This ride's going to be I fun. I think man. this will be good. I, I think Dion will leave next year. So, how does my optimism. Wait, we're all, he's only here for one year? Two. 
Oh, he's here for two years and then he's two gone. Years. Think so? Yes. You don't oh think man, so? this is a short ride. Uh, but, but Mel Tucker was there for like a year and a half. Yeah, it's a short right. ride. I don't know. There's there's a lot of things that play with that. I mean, he's coaching his kids. His uh, daughter's Dude, only. He's got, f- he's got Louis Vuitton suitcases. I'll put them in though. Yeah, he did move his leave. kids once already. I, 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 I get it. Wasn't really an obstacle. I mean, so that lines up with Shador though, because Shador only has two years of eligibility left, and if he's not the quarterback, then oh, we'll yeah. see. No, so I, I so my optimism for, for the Dion now. era is high my optimism for the length of the the dion era quite low okay then that you guys just lowered me to a seven because <laughs> i do think that with this buffs one there's a little bit of show me like college football man it's there's not that many risers i feel it's always the same characters this would be a new character enters the chat Absolutely. in a major way yeah, and right. it's like that's just so hard to do and then the two-year runway i'm excited because i think it's gonna be fun this year might be a little rocky i think next year could be incredible moving to conferences is exciting yeah but at the end of the day that has disaster potential <laughs> baked in there that is like more fun to we'll not see. think about. We'll see. We'll see. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, let's get into the teams that really provide us optimism, the Nuggets uh, and the Avs. Dude, are you optimistic about the current NBA champion? I think I'm optimistic <laughs> about it, man. Uh, shout out to Shady Rays. You uh, can take on the sun with gear built to last with our friends at Shady Rays. You know Rays. what's great in Shady Rays? Everyone. 2023 Jake Schwartz. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I do. I've gotten a ton of compliments. I'm sure you have. You bastard. <laughs> it's all working out for Jake. I got some dope ones, man. They're like, <laughs> they look good. They bro. got like the orange and blue kind of like Broncos colors in them. They're awesome. Uh, extremely durable frames and clear polarized optics. Also, every single pair backed by Lost and Broken replacement. You can shop the entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall. Again, I how many com, like combinations of frames and uh, lenses they have has got to be a million. Yeah, it's, there's a ton. Uh, so go check them out there, or go to shadyrays.com. I, mean, I love aviators. I've never raced the I love aviators. I great have you ever aviated? I have. <laughs> you've been. You've piloted. A, I've piloted many a craft. Have you? Okay, well, go to <laughs> go to shadyrays.com. Use code DMVR. You'll get fifty percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by over two hundred fifty thousand people. And shout out to Circle K, guys. Ooh. Everyone, favorite gas station snack. We go every to the time gas station. I make a we new go, one every time. We go to the gas station right now. Uh, are we going on a road trip or am I, is this, am I getting through the end of my day? Um, Just right now. Yeah, getting through your day. It's Friday night. What are you going to grab? Seven The Bomb Burritos and one Diet Coke. <laughs> All right. Wow. No, I get a, a Sour Patch Kids. It's my answer every time. Sour Patch awesome. Uh, vibes gum. Vibes gum? Yeah, I might get a uh, uh, Mountain Dew Zero if I'm uh, feeling frisky. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I've been crushing the uh, pure leaf sweet teas. Oh, <laughs> slightly <laughs> subtle peach. It's Dude. delicious. It's so, so subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Circle K for sponsoring DMVR. Visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. All righty. There we go. We back? We're back. All right. Um, now you almost have a battle for teams that if you're any lower than like a nine on the optimism scale, what are you doing? First, and Eric, this is really the onus for this show today as I was trying to think about what would be cool to talk about. As I'm talking sports with people, including talking about the Broncos, I am kind of a pessimist. You know this about me. Like I do, I do see, you know, I do see like the, I'm always thinking like, I feel like it's good for me though. I'm like yeah, seeing the problems. Yeah. I see the problems before they arise. Like we yeah. got to fix this or that. Or if they never happen. Or if they still never happen. Still nervous. You know, you're, you're trying to figure it out. But here's the thing, Eric. I've been reborn. What? I have been since born when? again wow. in the light of Nikola Jokic because since the Nuggets have won a championship, something that sounds more absurd like five years ago sounded more absurd than the Rockies winning a World Series, the Nuggets winning an NBA championship. Yet here we are in dominant fashion, and I don't even think it's going to end. So I've gone from a Nuggets cynic and pessimist to where I actually look at the Nuggets and go, as long as Jokic plays, they're going to be competing and as long as they're competing they're going to be winning i think they win multiple championships in the coming years my optimism is easy on this one absolute 10 10 10 the, they haven't lost a game since they won their last game which what? was when they won the championship they just <laughs> okay. if you found if you found a way to be pessimistic in between then and now, then that's on you, you know. But I'm just saying, <laughs> some people could say, "Well, that was a one-off." You well, know, that's it's hard. And I'm like, I'm that's not. That's on those people. Yeah. I mean, like, really, like, what is? They what went is ten happening? and one down the stretch. I remember they had one of the greatest stretches they've had in their history as a franchise to win a title. Yes. If you are able to conjure pessimism about the Denver Nuggets, 
that's a you problem, and we don't want to hear about it. The, the Denver Nuggets are in the midst of what we have already named the golden era. We didn't call Not it the, the golden era of Denver. We didn't call it the golden year. The golden is, era of the NBA. This is the golden era that we have uh, arrived in, and it's the it, the shine is not going to stop anytime soon. Nikola Jokic is the truth. Nikola Jokic is everything we ever said he was. He's only getting better. He's in his prime. He might be getting worse right now. We saw a picture of him. He looks, <laughs> he looks a little pudgy, if uh, I'm being honest. You know what? Go, go, I don't think he's I don't think he's dribbled a basketball since that that fateful day. But that's okay. He'll get in shape. We'll just have a couple rocky weeks. Um, but with all things are possible through Nikola Jokic. This has been my doctrine. This has been my belief system, and it was proven true. So you can't possibly knock me off my square. How many games does it take to you know start round one and win the finals? Sixteen. That's where I'm at. You're at a sixteen. <laughs> Man, he was at a ten. Then he's at a twelve. Now he's at a sixteen. This is unbelievable. Bro, I keep getting, I keep getting jaked on this guy. <laughs> Bring up the jerk. Oh, no. Keep that. That's keep that under wraps, album, bro. Keep that under wraps. I mean, Jokic is just amazing, he's man. Amazing. He's. It feels like everyone's trying to play catch up to him. There's not an answer to him. Uh, Jamal Murray's fully back. Are we fully back? Uh, Jamal is Jamal back. We need a new bed. He's back. No, he's fully back. I mean, the young guys on this roster, what Calvin Booth is doing as GM, it's, I mean, everyone's playing catch up and it feels like that when you watch all these moves, it's kind of like desperation, you know, what the Celtics did with Jalen Brown. Um, yeah, man. No, I think this one was an easy one, but, but, but for me, I'm being serious when I say I am satisfied with one. I'm not like Michael Malone. I am satisfied. I do feel like I got what I needed. Now everything's gravy. But at the same time, I'm just predicting more. I really am. I'm just predicting. It's not that I like need it. I'm predicting it. The Abs, I think you could say something similar. Now, they had a cursed year last year with the yep, injuries. They had the year yep. that Nuggets had previously. And so hopefully now they converge. Like those two teams converge and run a little so Colorado I feel like dynasty. They, they, had, they, they were the yin to the other's yang, yeah. but now we've completed the cycle. Right. And it is time to be born anew into the Voltron era, golden era. Which would just be unbelievable. But my optimism for them is the same in large part because, and I'm telling you, Eric, you know me. Am I a great hockey analyst when it comes the to best. the X's and O's? <laughs> well, I feel like I am because I remember two years ago watching it. Everybody's like Nathan McKinnon or Jokic, who's better. I'm like, guys, Jokic, it's a different level. But whatever, I like McKinnon too. But my whole argument was when I watch hockey and I don't know it, I watch Kale McCarr. To me, he looks like the best player. He just looks like he does all this stuff. And now Kale it McCarr seems- scored this first game. What's that? No one had any time to doubt Kale McCarr. He scored his first game in the NHL. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I look at it now and I go, Kale McCarr is the <laughs> guy. For awful. me, we just said with Jokic, yeah. we have Jokic, so I'm optimistic. We right. have Kale McCarr, I'm optimistic. Yeah. I think that the Nuggets and Avs both are a 10 for me yeah. because I think both of them are going to win another championship in the coming years. So the only thing is that the edges matter with these larger teams and the what happened to the Avalanche outside of just their injuries that they lost their 2C. They lost Nazem Kadri the same way the Nuggets just lost Bruce Brown and it, it created some problems. Also, Gabriel Landeskog is still a big question mark as to whether or not, first off, can he come back at all? And what, how effective will he be when he does come back? The Avalanche, their top line and their top level talent is, is as good as you can hope for in the NHL. They have the top, they probably have the best defenseman in the NHL. AJ will argue with you that Kale McCarr is better than Nikola Jokic, which you could save that for <laughs> whatever. Uh, but Nathan McKinnon. I don't know. Uh, I love that it, that's even a conversation. Yes, I do though. Like, it's awesome. Right, yeah. I do, too. I actually do, too. Um, Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Miko um, Rantanen. Like, those are top Fire. chef. Uh, ascending. He's ascending. Like the, the, those are, But these are like absolute NHL superstar level players that they have on their squad. So you have to feel confident. You have to start off with an eight with those guys. It's just like, all right, I don't even know what happened with Nachushkin. Like he literally just disappeared in the playoffs and apparently like he's not real. He was being, was that who the that person who was? Yeah. The, he's on the plane. Not that real. that mother effer yeah. isn't real. We don't know where he <laughs> is. So that he was important. Um, so it's just like, kind of like, okay, what does the second line look like? What is the third? Like they, Made some acquisitions, but you know I'm not at a ten with them because there are a lot of things like that. That you know, hockey you just rely so much more on so many more players than you do in the in the NBA. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm on a nine with the Avalanche. 
Um, I guess I'm that... coming down if I'm at a 10, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? You're just a 10? Look, man. Wow. Look, listen. Championship the hangovers. Have same, same excitement. <laughs> championship <laughs> hangovers are real, though. Yeah. And we saw some of that last year. I mean, look, the NHL has a crazy like season. It is so long. Same with the NBA. It's really identical. Same length. So if you go in and win a championship, that severely cuts into your offseason. Just watched, recovery time. We watched a championship run, and I'm not. I've not yet recovered. Exactly. Imagine how the players feel. I, I, I think can't. they're chomping at the bit. Exactly. I, so they're they're ready, ready to I go. Nikola is chomping at the brick. <laughs> <laughs> I look. If we were ranking the optimism, though, to me, these are one, two. Like, I, I'm in yeah. on the Buffs, I'm in on the Broncos, and I'm excited because I think for the Broncos in particular, I've been so low, so the, the swing oh, yeah. feels great, but mm. it's nowhere near where I well, feel the, about the other two. The, the Ball certain. Arena teams have both won championships exactly, yeah. in the last yeah. two years. Like, they've shown that it's possible. The question for both of them is, like, can they achieve those same heights? The Broncos completely unproven. <laughs> yes. And the Buffs, we don't even know where to start. The it Buffs just, are just a theory. It just seems good, yeah. Yeah, they're really beautiful formula that we haven't yet quite tried just yet we'll right. find out all right let's take a break on the other side optimism continues we got rockies we, can we got about- rams Ra- the- Ra- i'll just say right. one of those two of those teams are not the same yeah shout out to breckenridge right. brewery our beer of the month the palisade peach what is your guys favorite breakfast beer? man palisade peach might be it man I'm really telling you, i've been feeling i've been we were talking about this the other day it's almost peach season it's almost peach season i'm ready i like uh i like a, a watery lager Okay. So I go with Breckenridge Lager. <laughs> All right. My I like Avalanche Amber is really mine, but it's it's that's the official ball of fall weather. We're out of it. Mm-hmm. We're in Palisade Peach season. Yeah. Uh, we're still in Mountain Beach uh, sour oh, season oh, for oh, as long oh, as dude, I dude. Put right. those shady rays on. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got tons of them on tap uh, here at the DMVR bar, the Amber Ale, Mile High City Golden Broncos uh, Country Pale Ale. If you can't make it to the, to the DMVR bar for our Women's World Cup watch parties, uh, head on great, to the Breck the Farmhouse. Uh, that place is amazing, by is, the way. It, it has such good food. Yeah, that place is awesome. Uh, check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com, and you can find a Breck Brew near you. Also, shout out to Bet365. Um, I made some money on UFC a few weekends ago. I'm excited for yeah. tomorrow night. I'll say Dude, that. Dude, I, uh, I made... I you know I, I, I don't bet all the time. I bet only when I'm like deeply invested in this sport. So I've been bet heavily on the NBA season. And I got my beak wet once again with Wimbledon. Oh. I was watching Djokovic yeah. versus, uh, oh my God, I can't even remember his name now. Anyway, I won a bunch of money off of it. It was Let's amazing. Go. Thank you, Bet365. Yeah, thank you. I've been winning money on F1 too. Um, they got a great Alcaraz. deal going on right Alcaraz, now. Alcaraz, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You can turn $1 into $200 of bonus bets when you join Bet365. Just download the app, deposit $10, and claim your $200 in bonus bets. As soon as you place a bet for $1, download the Bet365 app and use code DMVR365 when you sign up. Must be 21 or an older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we're back here. Final segment. we got to be a little quick because Susie does have Rockies coming up. Um, Rams, talk me into it. I don't really have a feeling yet. I don't have a pulse on it. I will say that Jay Norvell dressing up in that little outfit, you know, where he's a mechanic. It was, but I... And he also recycled a bit from the car. Don't love it, so I'm kind of feeling he's a little corny. But sell me on it. Well, I mean, he didn't say like break dancing. He just said I like to work hard. Yeah, but it's on the break dancing scale. It's not that far on it, but it's on it. (laughs) Okay. Um, Nevada was a very successful program relative to where they live in the college uh, football ecosystem. When you are not a Power Five squad. And you, you're not able to attract top-level talent because the top-level talent wants to play at the top level of competition. What he was able to do with less at Nevada was very impressive. That's what bringing him over to CSU, the hope is, is that by giving him more than Nevada, CSU has actually shown a desire to enter into the world of college football like they've not shown before. They built a new stadium. They are investing lots of money. They are they have probably one of the now marquee stadiums in all of the group of five um conference uh whatever. But they they they've shown that they're they want to be part of this. He came in last year, as I mentioned, he brought with him a quarterback who was who set a record for accuracy last year you wouldn't ever know it because he was constantly under siege and getting destroyed because he, they had the most atrocious 
offensive line play I've ever seen in football. It was just so bad. This poor kid was just running for his life. Um, they also like were able to snag like a pretty like a few like pretty tasty little uh, recruits. There was a four star uh, wide receiver that they were able to grab. His whole philosophy, Jay Norvell, is predicated on the idea of the air raid that they they throw the ball a lot and they have the quarterback to be able to make that happen if they're able to then get what if they're able to block for him it can turn around really quickly for this team and he was able to to do his own recruiting and actually had the time to do it so i think and again like they're not playing they don't have to run the 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 gauntlet of the pac-12 like cu does they they're playing wyoming and you know they're playing other other teams that are in the same situation as them that like don't have access to the best players in the league but as we said with the broncos like a coach can change everything mm. and particularly in college football it's all about recruitment and jay novell is an like incredible recruit recruiter i mean if not for the tsunami of uh press that Dion primetime Sanders has brought with him like you would be you'd know you'd know more about what was going on at CSU because it's actually pretty revolutionary it's just like it just doesn't hold a candle from the hype right, right. to what's happening at CU like but I would say in relative to the where they both are in college football like it is more reasonable to me that C, CSU makes a bigger leap because it, it's not as difficult so when zero one to ten, I'm actually like at a I'm like at a seven. I mean, like I, I'm not like all in, but I'm like you're, you're I was excited yeah. about this guy last year, and you know CSU football has been like nothing, and this could be like something. Okay. Um, I mean, you just nailed it. Basically, yeah! they got they got Tory Horton, who's a legitimate All American candidate legitimate. at wide receiver. Mo Kamara is a beast on defense, um, and just what you said about Norvell. I mean, he's got plenty more resources now that he did. At Nevada, he's yes. able to actually keep his staff. Yes, which Justin told me last week that was one of the reasons why he wanted to come to CSU is because he had problems with that at Nevada. Now he's getting the backing by CSU. Um, I don't know, man. Four, three. I, I realize that. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta be with Jake here only because I talked to Justin earlier and I was like, "Give me the hype, man!" And it was a very understated. Well, hype. that's Justin. It is Justin. I was kind of like, "Come on, man, tell me." He's that's like, Justin. It's just, Justin's like. CSU's ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> no. He loves it. I just was like expecting the like, you know, they're going to yeah. throw the hell out of the ball. No, he, you know? he, he's been burned too many times. Yeah, he, he's right not there. capable of it. Um, so I'm kind of middle middle ground there. But I think it'll surprise you. Yeah. All right. Perfect. I, I, I don't think it's all at all out of the realm of possibility that CSU makes. I like game. Norvell, so I want him to be good. No, me too. I, I, I don't think it's at all unthinkable that they would make a bowl game this year. And all football coaches are somewhat corny. So it yeah, works. Um, and then the last one for us, you guys, the Colorado zero. Rockies. They have the Colorado Rockies show, show coming up. Let's no, go. I mean, obviously they are a zero. <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. It's actually a zero. I think the optimism about the Rockies is for real a zero. But here's the thing that I don't think people appreciate about the Rockies and I don't know if it's a baseball thing or a Rockies thing if the Rockies were the lucky team and every year there's one lucky team that just is lucky for the first two months and for and then they fall off that's them if, every year but they're well not this year <laughs> but I'm just saying if the Rockies were to be the lucky team next year where they get it I don't know if anybody would care I think optimism is like at least three quarters of a season has to be exciting for people to come in. That's how much people seem to not just not like the Rockies. I think they like don't want the Rockies to do well because they don't like them so much. Yeah. It's a weird level that they have achieved that is rare in sports. They have gotten the entire city to not to look completely past them and squarely onto the owner. No. The Monforts are the Mon Monfort is a bad word in the city of Denver yeah. and it has no hope of recovery. Uh, if Dick and Charlie Monfort were smart, they would sell the team. They would then ride off into to the, the Saudis. <laughs> Fine, whatever. But I'm saying like, what would happen? Then? Let's spend some money. That's how you win in baseball, baby. Let's That's do true, it. Though. But then their legacy would ultimately be like they re revitalized downtown Denver. They yeah. rebuilt Which downtown. Is great. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. There are many fantastic things that you can actually ascribe to the Monforts, and they are great at real estate. They are fantastic at real estate. And they are so bad at managing a baseball team. They have no idea what they're doing. I know I have on very good authority that they are not respected at all in the league. Scouts that come into Denver, like they just, people don't want to deal with them. They're, they're basically like just, they're like when you have a, um, a fantasy football team and there's just like some guy that's like a friend of a friend and like no one will do deals with them. And like nobody like, he like puts messages in the, 
and the, the chat no response. response. Yeah. Like, yeah. like that's them. Like they are, they're so outmatched and it's sad because I say this all the time. Denver by all rights should be a baseball town. Like everybody here has played baseball yeah. at some level. Yeah. Everybody here appreciates baseball. Some like, great tourneys back in the day, man. I'm I telling you though, like firecracker tourneys, yes, Sterling. There's tourney. a lot of players that come out of Colorado. Yes. Like there, there is a good baseball heritage and lineage and foundation here that is just has nothing to do with the Colorado Rockies. They're such a goddamn embarrassment. And it's, they're so rudderless at this point. It's like, even when you're like, if this was football and they were on, they were going to lose 12 games. You're like, thank God we're getting the number one pick. It's like, okay, they're going to get a good pick that they'll make a bad pick with. And then we won't see that bad pick for five years. So and then I they'll trade them away <laughs> and then they'll trade them away. So I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, just to build off that, I mean, this is Denver. This is one of the best cities when it comes to summer in the country. Oh, and this is a top summer place. Ryan mentioned this. He's been traveling, you know, and just going to other places that have bat, like good baseball teams and that culture around it. It's just non-existent here. Yeah. Like it's below zero, honestly. And it's really sad because I feel like Denver would embrace a team like that. Look at what happened to the Nuggets. I mean, look at what happened to the Abs. Like, yeah. Denver's a sports town, and the yeah. fact that baseball is just completely written off, and we don't we don't talk about it in the office at all. Like, we don't. No one's checking the Rockies score while we're here and stuff. Yeah. It's it's sad. The Rockies. You were talking about revitalizing downtown and New McGregor Square and all this. And I remember one of my favorite lines. This comes from John Reedy. You guys remember John Reedy? Yeah, John, sure, John Reedy, a really, really good writer. Man. Yeah. He had this article with the El Chapultepec effect got sold and was yeah. going to come somewhere else. And he said something like, so in 10 years from now, when it's a cub bar with a nice rooftop, you yeah. can always go have a beer there and remember a time when Denver didn't totally suck. And to me, it's the most definitive Rockies fan take about, like, when you said they revitalized the city, I'm kind of like, they revitalized it into something that's cool for, like, events and stuff, but, like, I don't well, know, I mean, as But the, the part of what makes a cool city cool is you have cool shit that you own. And it feels like a revitalized area for Cardinals fans to come in and get well, to have, like... That's like, like right. But he, like, gave birth to now Rhino. Before, he turned what was a literal just murder hub into a place <laughs> where you could go. I think you're giving him a lot of credit for that one. I mean, he you know, they, I mean Dude, he's a portion of it. is the best. He's a portion of it. He's a large portion of it. Yeah, Alright, that they, does it. Optimism, zero, sell the team. Sorry, Rockies. And, uh, sell. sell the team. Sell. sell the team. That's the only thing we're rooting for. My only optimism, but I'm not that optimistic. They do sell it. it. <laughs> I don't think they do it. But you know what? If the Saudis come in with a lot of no, money. Don't sell no, it to the Saudis. No, no, <laughs> no. Saudis. Thanks so much for hanging with us. We're all going to go have our weekend. We hope you guys do the same.